What's up, wrestling fans, trading card collectors? Welcome to another episode of Wrestling With Cards, the podcast. I'm your host, Zan Morning. You can check me out on all social platforms at Zan Morning. You may be asking, why in the world do I have Tony Vela on here? Don't you guys talk enough on the Worlds Collide podcast? That's where you guys have probably seen him at. You may have also seen him at WrestlingTradingCards.com, the WrestlingTradingCards.com YouTube page, or the WrestlingTradingCards.com podcast. Yes, that's right. Me and Tony are doing as much as we can to pump out content everywhere, and we're hoping that you guys are enjoying it. And if you are, please let us know. But what some of you may not know about Tony is he is an expert in the Raw Deal TCG game that WWE, WWF put out several years ago. He has an account, Vela Cards, and he's been a longtime dealer in these Raw Deal cards. And with as much as I like the oddball releases and the fact that people are always looking for more wrestling cards to collect, new sets to discover, new things to grade, I figured a show strictly talking about Raw Deal cards would be great. But if I was going to do it, I had to have Tony because I knew a lot about them. I played the game a very, very small amount. But I just don't have the knowledge that Tony has, so I had to get him on. But before we get into part one of my interview with Tony Vela today from Vela Cards, WrestlingTradingCards.com, Worlds Collide, here are some ways that you can help show your support to my content. First thing you can do, maybe the most important, maybe the easiest, hit the subscribe button to whatever popular podcast platform you're listening to this on right now. Also, share it with a friend. If you think this is a good show, if you like my content, if you know other wrestling fans out there, it takes two seconds to copy the link, send it to them, tweet it at them, DM it to them, whatever it takes. Let's just get this podcast and wrestling cards into more eyeballs, into more people's ears. And if you like the show, again, that Dave Meltzer five-star review is always appreciated on whichever platform you're listening to this on. I mentioned the Worlds Collide podcast that I do with Tony Vela. We get together once a week, every Wednesday morning, 6 a.m. Eastern time, and talk about all things wrestling cards. Again, you can go check that out in the show notes. Make sure to check out my YouTube channel, Link in the show notes to that. That's where I originally started putting out content. Please subscribe to that as well. And I've got Patreon links down below, eBay links, links to all my social platforms, links to buy me a coffee if you so choose. All of that is in the show notes. But let's kick it to the conversation with Tony Vela. Normally I would say WrestlingTrainingCards.com, but in this case, Vela Cards. We're talking raw deal. Tony Vela, not on Worlds Collide, not on Wrestling with Cards. Well, no, it actually is Wrestling with Cards this time around. Hey, look at that. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> For those of you who listen to the podcast, you know we screw that. Well, I screw this up all the time. You've been saying it forever. Uh, well, no. I mean, yeah, it's it's tough. <laughs> it's, I don't even know what to say. It's just an, always an ongoing game, I swear to God. We got it, it right a couple times. Yeah, I think on the podcast, we've gotten it right three times in a row. It's an amazing feat for me. Yeah, I have it marked on the calendar somewhere. I'm going to keep it as a, it's a holiday. <laughs> well, I want to get you on the show today because I was like, you know, I'm trying to, on the on this channel, trying to get different walks of life for different people that collect different things and the different ways of approaching things. And there's something that I've seen some people talk about, but it's not extremely popular yet. And I've looked at it, but I dabbled with it a little bit when it first came out. It was kind of complicated at first, got rid of it. And we're talking about raw deal cards and specifically you have your Vela cards account. So if you, just give everybody a brief introduction to raw deal. Raw deal. WW raw deal came out as WWF raw deal started in 2000. It's a collectible card game. It supposed to be uh, you know, 
matches uh, opponents against each other and to simulate a wrestling event, basically a wrestling match. And it ran from 2000 through 2007. So and I, I've specialized you, in that for a long time. How would you say these are like, how do they differ as far as like how they look, feel, everything like that to a traditional wrestling card? They're much thinner. They're uh, thin, like uh, think of like Magic or Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon. They're, they're, it's just the same thing. Just to a card game concept based around re- with wrestling. It was, uh, um, uh, it's very thin card stock. So, you know, if a normal 5,000 count box can hold your 5,000 card, you could probably put three times that amount in a 5,000 count box or rod. That's how thin it is. It's a thin card stock. Um, and it's just a game, gaming. Uh, so game. immediately my <laughs> mind is going to condition sensitive. Very, especially early print runs. When it was back in WWF and when they switched the name over in 2002 to WWE, uh, those first few sets, especially uh, the premiere fully loaded and uh, backlash sets and they, those came out. Uh, the foils on those were very iffy. It would come be very sketchy. I mean, very, it could crack easy on it. It wasn't done as well. Um, and depending on, uh, especially because it's a game, so people play them. They don't really collect them as much. They play them. It's hard to find stuff that's mint in raw deal because people have, even when they sleeve them up, they still get used and played. They get bent. They get uh, dinged going in and out of those sleeves all the time, switching things out. So it's hard to find mint copies. And that product is drying up. It's hard to find sealed product. Really so hard. What's the popularity of the game in 2021? It's nowhere near what it was at its peak, which was probably in 2002, 2003. Um, but it's, uh, it's lived. It's been out of print since 07. Comic images just, uh, you know, they dropped the license from it back in 07. Um, and, but it's, it's lived on since late 2008, early 2009 with virtual cards. So, so is, people, that, is that like an, the online version? It's an online version. It's basically these guys who were play testers, uh, raw deal um, uh, managers, but most of them were play testers and, and, and somewhat a little bit game designers when the game was in print. And have, uh, with the blessing of the people who actually own the mechanics of the game, um, were allowed to continue the game in a virtual format. So like a fantasy. So they make these incredibly looking good images that look just like real raw deal cards of characters you never would have got when it was in print. Sure. And you can download and print your own cards if you want to. Most people print them on their home printer uh, and just put it on a colored piece of paper and slide it in with a real raw deal card. And you wouldn't even know the difference. Okay. Some, some get them professionally printed. Because every card says, you know, fantasy cards, not for resale, uh, images used under the fair use guidelines. On the very small print where we'd normally say, you know, copyright comic images, da, 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 da. Um, so that's kept the game alive. As a matter of fact, it's been alive longer in virtual format than it was in actual print. Is there an online, um, like a browser-based version of this game exists, or is it all just actual cardboard? It's no, it's online. People will play. I've been seeing more people playing with Zoom for some reason now with their actual oh, okay. cards. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but uh, there's a, a system called Octagon. You can play on that. Uh, some were using um, uh, one called Lackey. That was a program that people were using. Um, that someone had loaded all these, um, you know, proxy, they call them proxy images. Sure. Like, yeah. you know, for more expensive cars, people say, well, I can't afford, you know, uh, you know, 20 bucks for a get the F out card. Cause it's such a hard card to come by that. Uh, I'll just make a proxy image of it. It's like that. So as long as that, whoever's holding an event, cause they still hold events, you know, That's uh, someone who ever holding events says, oh yeah, proxies are allowed. Um, you know, you 
wide open. But um, yeah, it's, the older stuff is hard to find now, man. So what got you into raw deal to begin with? Like at right out the gate, when did you start buying them, collecting them, playing the game? I got involved late in the game. So I got involved in the vengeance release. So that'd be around 2004. And the game came out in 2000. Um, I only got into it cause I had a booth at Frankenstein's where I was selling exclusively wrestling cards, trading cards. And I was looking for something else to get into okay. that. I wanted to try something different. That makes sense. So I thought it's still wrestling, but it's a card game. Why not? So I bought a few boxes. I opened my very first box. I'll never forget it. A box of vengeance. And they have what's called, some people call them God packs. Some people call them hot packs. Um, so basically it's uh, open up a pack. It's come like 11 or 12 cards in a pack and it's all ultra rare foils. Nice. So my first box I opened up, I hit a hot pack. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, and so I'm like, this is exciting. I go, cool. A lot of shiny foil cards is awesome, right. you know? And um, uh, one of those cards is a card called paid, laid and made. <laughs> and it was for, it had you know, the Ric Flair logo, Triple H logo, Randy Orton logo, uh, Batista logo and the evolution logo. Yep. And uh, I didn't know any better. So there's a guy there, like, oh, you got, you got a God pack. That's great. All right, well, how much do you want for this, this, and that? I'm like, I treat it like trading cards. I go, okay, well, the girls always sell better than the guys. So I'll be uh, $8 for the girls and $5 for guys. So that paid late made $5. I'll take it. <laughs> back then, that was, that was a $30 card back then. I had no yeah. idea. <laughs> uh, so I didn't know the game. I didn't know how to play. I had some customers that would come in when they heard that I was carrying the raw deal game. Uh, would teach me how to play the game. I could never win. <laughs> uh, then I found out I was being cheated. You know, like these guys would, I, I was winning and they would tell me, oh no, you can't do that. It's like, uh, I have over here, it's like playing poker. Like, hey, I have, um, is it good to have all the aces? Like these ones, is that good? I, that's pretty good, right? Oh no, I have all reds. See, I beat you. <laughs> that's kind of how they treated me with the raw deal stuff. So I could never really win. I found out through Baron, uh baron was one of the co-creators of the game and he passed away um uh really nice guy he taught me how to play and i like oh no these guys are taking advantage of you and i'm like oh my <laughs> god this makes total sense I, I then i learned that common uncommon cards sometimes are very key and help hold a lot of value uh more than you would think so i'm like That's oh i shouldn't be i shouldn't be charging a nickel for volley of this because volley of this is a really good card it should be a dollar card hmm. you know and so um Knowing the game, I started um, using my booth at Frankenstein's as a place where guys can come in and have little tournaments at my booth. One, sure. it brought attention to my booth. They would probably buy wrestling cards from me. They bought raw deal cards from me. I would give away prizes, you know, to keep them wanting to come back to my booth. Uh, and then the guy who would run that, he passed away. And I took over running uh, the Southern California raw deal tournaments. And cool. from there, I also supplied Gen Con, which is the largest gaming convention on the planet. I started supplying the Rod Deal tournaments with actual prize support with replica belts, signed eight by tens, all wrestling related stuff. Cool. So at what point did you transition from like getting into the game and doing that to actually starting Bella cards? Uh, I was already Vela cards already. Okay. So I was Vela cards, but I was selling other stuff. I guess I, I just selling... associate your Vela cards account with Raw Deal. And that's what most people it does now too, because I used to have a huge eBay presence with Vela cards and uh, power seller, you know, having thousands of items listed in my store. Um, but it was always with the dollar or more type product. 
eBay didn't allow me to list uh, nickel items, penny items. Sure. It was there was no there was no no way to really list that unless it was quantity. Like, hey, I have you can buy a full place at a step aside or escape move and break the holds, you know, for a right. dollar as opposed to selling them all for you know a nickel each. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got rid of eBay and went and just move my entire Vela cards into an actual website using uh, um, a company that specialized in, in, in card game stuff. So I had to rebuild a database from them because they didn't have that game in their library and have to rebuild the whole database to my liking on my end. And then um, I didn't even advertise that I left eBay. I just went <laughs> and people started finding me there again. So the people that are looking for these cards are they people playing the games? Are they just collectors? Like, what what are you seeing as far as what you're selling when people when when people start coming to you as the raw deal guy? What are you seeing from sales? I have two other main competitors of mine that sell raw deal, but they sell other stuff besides raw deal. They they one guy his name is Scott from Category One Games. Both guys are great guys. Both guys are are really stand up guys. Scott sells a lot of what uh, is called out you know out of print games. That's sure. what he specializes in. Raw deal is one of those things. Yeah. But he has revenue coming in from different places, old Star Trek and Buffy and things like that that don't, you know, are you know, not in game in print anymore. And then uh, Steve out of Toronto, he has carte blanche hobbies, but he really specializes in current stuff. He has all the new magic stuff, all the new Pokemon stuff, uh, but he also dabbles in the raw deal because he was a player too. Um, so I do exclusively nothing but raw deal. <laughs> So I don't have other avenues coming in, other mm-hmm. revenue coming in from other games to help offset my losses if I have losses from raw deal. Um, so I, I just, uh, I would probably say about 95% of my sales are from actual players. Okay. We're like 5% is probably somebody who goes, uh, who, who collect. And then when you take that 5% of people who collect, I have, you take that and make it half, two and a half percent. Our guys go, I only collect the raw deal cards that have the WWF logo on it, while other guys wow. only collect cards that have WWE logo on it. So there's still a player. There, like it, It's like this game. It's, it's dead, but it won't die. It's, yes. it's like Night of the Living raw deal. It just doesn't <laughs> exactly. go away. It, it's amazing that people are still buying these from you all these years later and still playing. I love it. Well, because that stuff is so long ago now, and box product itself is dried up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for example, there was a release called Royal Rumble that came out in 2005. It uh, was a, the smallest booster box set they ever put out. Um, it had a box topper that they never did before. It was a, inside was a box topper that had corrections to previous print problems. They have their Survivor Series 3 that oh, came cool. out. Um, so they kind of corrected that in that. What they added in that box randomly was a thing called cardboard currency. <laughs> and it was a picture of Linda McMahon. Awesome. And what it was, it was like a, it looked like a little like only like a golden ticket, sort of kind of was, but it was a card, and it entitled the person who got it uh, free entry into a qualifying raw deal world championship event. Oh, interesting. Uh, so you're supposed to cash in. Well, that card has no playable value whatsoever, but it's expensive as hell these days because there's only a hundred of them made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, nobody knew about that till I used to do a um, a YouTube channel for Vela cards, <laughs> and I talked about that. And all of a sudden, everybody starts going out and buying that box. And those boxes went from like, you, know, you could buy them for 75, 80, 100 bucks, now go for three, four, five hundred $500 because we're looking for that cardboard currency card. Yep. And so 
you probably know where I'm going with this. That's a prime example. And here we are giving away our knowledge and picks and plays and <laughs> letting you guys go. For people like us that are kind of into the modern wrestling card market and going to chase after rare, uh, rare stuff, uh, first cards, you know, stuff like what you just talked about. Uh, for if we're coming from our aspect of wrestling cards, you know, we're used to the 82 all stars, we're used to tops, we're used to all that stuff. What are we going to start looking at if we want to get into buying raw deal? There's nothing in raw deal. I had this conversation with someone not too long ago talking about raw deal. And if there's any like first appearances of somebody in the game that's worth collecting. And the game came out in 2000. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing, there's, you know, obviously it's past Rock's first one or uh, Austin's, Kane. When that first release was Stone Cold, Rock, Undertaker, uh, Kane, Mankind, and Jericho. Those were your first six starter decks that ever got done by Raw Deal. Um, and then everything from then, there was booster stuff, booster superstars, and then they every release had more superstars and starters and booster superstars. Um, I mean, pricing on raw deal is going astronomical right now. It's also seeing the same that's happened in trading cards is happening in raw deal. Uh, that's interesting. So is it the player base or is it people like all, us that across, are across the board? No, I, it's mostly player based because the guys who are buying, they're trying to create master set collections. Okay. And so what happened, what's really caused a craze in raw deal is in 2005, they made a, you know, you had your releases, release, release, and then they had a Survivor Series release. Survivor Series 1 was like the best of the best from the previous releases. Okay. So it was kind of reprinted stuff. Sure. So Manager Interferes got reprinted. Uh, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin's uh, card got reprinted. You know, things like that. Then they did more releases, more release, more release. Survivor Series 2. That was the best of the stuff that came out. All the releases prior, even all the way back to the premiere. Now, does, more... do, do the cards, uh, so if if the re- do the reprints have a differentiation on them from the originals? Sometimes they would like they make corrections, like they would get rid of certain terminology because the game would evolve. So they say, if they had a game that may not be reversed by such like they got rid of that may not be reversed and says cannot be reversed. Done. Okay. So they clean things are up. Searching those, I was just wondering if there was yeah. So some, but the problem is too. Uh, the, well, the problem, the fun thing is too, is that some cards they never reprinted again. They never did. Mm-hmm. There's a card that's it's a, it's a rare. Uh, so even in its day, it was like, a, you know, it was a $2 card at the time, you know, maybe a dollar, $2 card at the time, you know, now it goes for 25, 30 bucks. <laughs> it was called get the F out. Well, it's one, because it, it reversed. It was a good reversal card that reversed certain cards, uh, that are hard to reverse and they never reprinted it. There was no remake of it. Uh, and raw deal, I think they made cards called throwback versions. So they would take cards and they would make them better. Like it, the old stuff didn't really work in the current environment of raw deal. I gotcha. So they had to kind of revise it and make it better. So like, oh, you know, the rocks patent foot stomp. It's a okay card. It doesn't do much. Right? It's, let's make a throwback version of it. So that card in itself now goes for like $300. Interesting. It used to be, you know, 50 bucks tops. You know, maybe I think I think I'm at Vela cards. Someone called me out and said, yeah, I missed the days when Vela cards had foot stomp for 30 bucks. I go, I've never had foot stomp for 30 bucks, throwback for 30 bucks. <laughs> so I go to Wayback Machine, look at my old websites like that. I go, holy crap, I did have it for 30 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> and, and now it's like 300 bucks minimum. Right. I mean, they yep. made, 
uh, they made cards called backstage signature cards or backstage appearance cards. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, signing appearances they call them. Uh, you know, Eddie Guerrero signed, Big Show signed, Triple H signed. Those cards go for mad money. And now. these are on card autos in the on card autographs. Or everything in Raw deal was on card autograph, all of it. So they're randomly inserted, like card. No, packs? they're not inserted. They were only given away as prize support for tournaments. Oh, that's cool. You had to play in tournaments to to win them. And it was at the discretion of the raw deal manager to give out these cards in the manner they wanted to give them out. Some most times it's for the you know, the, the top yeah. two guys would play for the hey, I have an Eddie Guerrero card that Comic Image has sent me. You guys are playing for this is the top card. And they were give out a lot of cards, you know, title belt cards. All the title belts were only done as prize support. Um, they had some really cool, powerful cards that were only done as prize support. Uh, so those cards and, and comic image was nice enough to even list like, Hey, here's a list of wave one and wave two of our signatures. And here's how many of each were signed and sent out. So like triple H and Randy Orton are the most uh, shortest print ones that were done by comic images. Only 10 of each exist. Hmm. You know, Eddie Guerrero, I think there's only 50 or 75 of those exist. Well, it's nice that they could, they were very transparent on those compared to some of the other. 100%. That, you yeah. go right to Comic Images website. You could use the Wayback Machine to go back and look up Comic Images website for Raw Deal. And you'll find articles written up by people who played and what they won. You'll find a, um, a complete listing of all the cards and uh, what was in that set. And then you'll find a complete listing of all the prize support and the autographs and how many of each autograph exists. Okay, so... Uh, what are the, I'm familiar, I used to play Magic all the time, so uh, with Magic, it's kind of the foil cards and full art cards are kind of the big draws. Uh, if you're just buying boosters or you're buying the de- the constructed decks, what is there to chase in these? Just not not like what you, not like a prize card, but just like what are the inserts or the variations or what are people looking for? Looking for ultra rares. You're always looking for ultra rares. And how's the, how do they distinguish from a base? They're, they're foil. They're all foil. Foil. Okay. Yeah. All foil. You're going to get all foil versions of starter decks. So a starter deck would normally have a 61 card deck. So it'll be like a foil superstar card and then three support cards that are all foil of that superstar. And then the rest is just a pre-constructed deck that comic images would put together for you. And then you can, buy boosters to you know I, I, I never play any of the game so let's maybe start with that first up right i've never played magic or pokemon so i have no concept on how those games play i Very, only uh, know raw deal that was part one of my interview with tony vela vela cards wrestlingtrainingcards.com i hope today's episode was able to help provide you guys with some information about these raw deal cards tune in next week for part two of this interview with tony for even more great information about these raw deal cards in the meantime follow tony on all social platforms including the vela cards account on instagram subscribe to this podcast share it with a friend leave us that review check out the links in the show notes for my youtube channel the world's collide podcast tony's social information's down there and everything else that i'm doing again putting in a lot of hours trying to get in a lot of this information to you guys helping you to get through the day keeping you entertained and informing you about wrestling and wrestling cards. Until next time, keep collecting, keep having fun. We'll see you.